All right, welcome back to another little Sixers conversation here. Um, so last time I, I talked, it was right before the Nets game uh, with Kyrie and Katie both out. And so we looked at it as like an easy win. Didn't happen. Um, it came off a night before that. And then the Nets had, I think, two games off before that. So the Sixers were obviously tired, but there's no excuse to lose to that kind of team. Although there's no excuse to lose to them, I fully kind of expected it slash am really okay with it because they're going to lose games like that. That's what the Sixers do. They go in and they play down to their opponent. And if the opponent makes enough shots, they lose. That's what happens. Um, and so I don't really want to talk about that game that much because that's it just stuff like that happens and you kind of have to just not look at it from a whole freak out point of view where it's like, oh, they lose to bench players. And like, I mean, it, it happens, things like that happen, especially this season. So I'm not very worried about that. Um, but they have played the Celtics now twice without Tatum. The good news is that they won both and didn't drop a game without Tatum. The other good news is that Embiid has continued at his MVP caliber playing. Um, And right now with how the Sixers have been winning and how Embiid has been playing, I don't see any reason he's not the number one candidate to win MVP right now. But um, Basketball Reference actually has Jokic above him with a, I believe, 40% probability of winning it, where Embiid is at 17. This doesn't mean much this early in the season, obviously. So much stuff could happen, and I would not take any of this stuff as gospel. But the the big thing Embiid had over Jokic, um, well, there's a lot of things he has over him. Um, including his defense, but the main thing, especially that matters in an MVP race, is that his team was winning at a very high caliber. Sixers are still top of the East, but the Nuggets have improved to over 500, and Jokic is averaging, uh, I believe, a triple-double, if not right below it, in in assists. Um, So... If Jokic continues this um, production and his team does end up winning and being a playoff team in the West, does it matter what happens to Embiid the rest of the season or does he lose this race? I don't know, but I would bet on Jokic winning it before I would bet Embiid if both the teams were winning at the same amount which I don't expect them to. Philly should win a lot more games than the Nuggets do. But if that somehow happens, um, I don't know who would win. I I honestly believe the league would pick Jokic. Just because you look at a big man like that averaging a triple-double on a winning team and you think godlike, right? And that perspective that he doesn't – it doesn't matter what he does – anywhere else on the floor his offense is that good is is valued a lot in the NBA whereas if you looked at his defensive um, side of the ball 
you're not really in love with what he's been doing. Um, his entire career, he's just been nothing to to ever, you know, fully talk about on the defensive end. That's not the kind of player he is. Whereas Embiid holds himself to such high standards on the defensive end and takes responsibility for letting anyone in the paint and anyone scoring. Um, to value your defense that much and to have it show up clearly because the Sixers the last two years, I believe last year they were third in paint defense, and I think this year they're top three as well, is really, really valuable. But I don't think most of the league looks at that. So just by looks alone, if they if both teams won the same amount, I would say Jokic is probably picked more. But I, th- I think Embiid deserves it more. He's averaging ridiculous numbers. Obviously, he can't keep them up, especially his three-point percentage. I, I don't Honestly, I don't know. Maybe he can. He's only shooting three a game. But he's averaging 27 points. Three turnovers is a lot better than he's done in the past. Um, at least I believe it's a lot better than he's done in the past. Yeah, he's he's averaging second lowest turnovers in his career. So he's clearly, you can see from his past years, if you're looking at what I'm looking at, his turnover average has just gone down every year. He's getting better and better at a playing out of that double team. And he's getting he's getting more attention each year, but he's getting better in terms of turnovers. So you can clearly see he's working on that part of his game. Um, I mean, he's averaging three turnovers, which still isn't great. But for a guy that demands as much attention as Embiid, that's that's not really that bad. I mean, Jokic is averaging four, so in comparison, it's not bad. Averaging a block, uh, a block, a steal, three assists, and eleven rebounds. Jokic though, averaging twenty-five points, rounded up to twenty-six. Averaging more, t- one more turnover, but um. He's averaging two steals. He doesn't block the ball, so he's only averaging half a block, which, you know, if you watch Jokic, makes sense. He doesn't block. That's why his defense isn't that great. He does average 1.9 steals right now, and then this is his moneymaker, right? 9.9 assists, 11 rebounds. That's almost a triple-double for a 7-1, 7-foot, whatever he is, guy. And he just looks like he's in better shape. He looks like a better player, more athletic player. So you can see it showing up on the stat sheet. He's shooting the average three-point percentage, um, which is characteristic of him. He's usually been good from beyond for a big man. Embiid, though, is shooting the same amount of threes as Jokic a game and averaging 40%. I don't think he keeps this up. Um, But if he shoots average or above... The rest of the season. That's scary. That's so scary. He's one of the most dominant paint players I've seen in a long time. And he's shooting from beyond when he has to or when he wants to. And he's making them at a good clip, 40%. So the MVP race, as far as I can tell right now, is is very thin between Jokic and Embiid. And I would probably put KD up there as well, but Basketball Reference doesn't have him up there. 
And especially now that he's crowded by Harden, it's going to be harder for him to stand out, but he was there before. And I'd say the lead widens a lot when you get to guys like LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George, Anthony Davis, guys like that. But I think that top three of Jokic and Bede, even top two of Jokic and Bede, that's unheard of to have two big men in the top two like that. Like that, that's rare. That's very rare. So I think this year, regardless of which one wins, I think we're going to see a big man MVP. Um, which one deserves it is yet to be known. But as far as we've seen, I would say Embiid deserves it. It's clear what his team is when he's on the court and what his team isn't when he's off the court. It's clear that he makes that difference. Jokic's team isn't winning that much. And I believe they're winning um, a little bit now, but I don't think they've had a tough schedule, if I can recall. They played the Suns, who are a lot better than they used to be, but still not a titan of a team. Then Thunder, Jazz, Warriors, Knicks. So, again, the Sixers haven't played many good teams either, although they just played the Celtics, but without him or without Tatum, granted. But Embiid, when he misses a game, you can see, you can like just vividly clear how, how the Sixers struggle without him. And the Nuggets have always had Jokic. And they've still never been that great of a team. Despite what a lot of people think, I mean, Jamal Murray, in some people's eyes, is better than Simmons. So why is this team struggling, especially in the last three? I mean, they've been, they made the playoffs. They've been a decent team, but they've never been. And they made a good run in the bubble. I mean, but so did the Heat, and they weren't necessarily a good team on paper, but... I think that therein lies the difference where these two teams end up if they keep playing the way they're playing, both of them. Where those two teams end up, the Nuggets and the Sixers, by playoff time, I think is going to determine your MVP. Hypothetically, if these two players play at the same caliber they're playing now, this is totally hypothetical. And given no one else stands out in the league and it's those two at the top, it'll be on their record. I almost guarantee it. So it's yet to unfold. I'd put my money in on Embiid, but um, it is, you, I mean, you never know with Embiid, right? He, he might, he's like, he could be a ticking time bomb in terms of his body and his health and well-being. So who knows? But I'm loving the way the Sixers are playing right now. They just got Seth Curry back and he did not miss a beat. I mean, for how little minutes he played, I don't even think he played 30 minutes. Actually, he played 30 minutes. I don't know if he played 35. Shot the three five or six times, made it three. He's back at what he was. I mean, despite being maybe a little less um, in shape in terms of his cardio, coming off of a two-week uh, you know, break, but... In terms of his basketball skills, I mean, he shoots, shoot or shoot, right? And he hasn't forgotten. And this team in that fourth quarter, that defense was just suffocating. And then one thing I want to talk about before I ended this, um, one more thing, 
is that we saw kind of a vintage Ben Simmons show up in that fourth quarter. For me, as Simmons, like a big Simmons fan, it was great to see. And I'm not just going to point it out and say, see, guys, that's why he's that good. No, because he has to do that more than once. Listen, his his defense all year has been undeniably good. His defense his whole career has been undeniably really good. The questions come in the offensive end, and especially for more casual fans, um, Ben Simmons gets a lot of hate because people don't see a lot of the stuff that he does. Doc Rivers pointed out nicely in a press conference last night that Ben Simmons doesn't get enough credit for what you can't see on camera. He does everything but shoot. And I'm not going to say what he has been all year is what you need him to be. He needs to be better. He, it's kind of like he took a backseat because his team doesn't need him to carry that much of a load on offense. And that's okay if your team's winning, but when Embiid is out, you have to take more shots. That's when you have to carry the load. That's when I want you taking 14 shots a game. I don't care if those 14 shots are within two feet of the basket. I don't give a crap. Most people do, I don't. I don't want to see him airballing threes. I'd rather him do what he does best, and which was what he did in that fourth quarter. Time will tell if he continues what we saw last night. But I, for one, am looking forward to seeing him maybe get more aggressive, especially tonight if Embiid's out against the Pistons. It's a perfect game to, t to rest him. I mean, he was saying he was sore in the press conference last night, so I would put my money on him sitting tonight, which means Seth Curry's back, so you have a lot more offense in that regard. And the second unit was really good last night, but I want to see Simmons shooting at least 10 shots, at least 10 shots. I don't know the exact numbers um, of what he's been shooting this year. I know he's above 50% from the field. Yep, there it is. He, aver he averages shooting nine times. Nine times. I'll read off his last three years. 12.3, 12.2, 11.4, and then this year he's shooting nine times. And he's still shooting at a 51% field goal percentage. Just shoot more. Just shoot more. Right? Just do it. I don't care if you're underneath the basket. I don't care if you have to drive into two people. If you drive and dish and people are shooting, hitting that shot, do it every time. But the second that stops working and Embiid is out and you can't run to him, can't run to the well, you got to get down and dirty in the paint and do something for yourself. And I'm excited to see, hopefully tonight, if Embiid's out, what Ben does after carrying over from that game last night because he was brilliant last night. Defensively, when he switched on Jalen Brown, he did nothing. I don't know why he didn't switch on Jalen Brown earlier, but that's beside the point. Game tonight against the Pistons, 8 o'clock, I believe. Needs to be a win. This is, again, one of those games I could see them losing because Embiid's probably going to sit and they're going to play down to their opponent and probably lose. But this Pistons team is so bad. This Pistons team is worse than the Nets team without KD and Kyrie. It's a must-win tonight. I'm excited to watch. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.